0: Hello, welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 228 for February 27th, 2017. Today's guest is genius Christopher Willits. Oh my God. I'm always so excited to talk to Christopher Willits. And uh, yeah, so yeah, more about that in a second. I'm your host, Michael Herron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City, and as such, I have some pretty diverse taste in things, so on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast out to your ears for a little over 11 years. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelharon.com, hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron or send an email to mikeypod at gmail.com. Hello. Thanks for joining me today. I got just one thing. Sorry, you might hear a noise. I hear the chair more than you hear the thing I was afraid to make a noise about. Uh, yeah, so here we are. It's been another week. Uh, my guest today, Christopher Willett. I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. The conversation I'm sharing with you today is so spectacular. It's really interesting. Um, when I think back to when I first talked to Christopher on the podcast... Oh, my God! I think it was like maybe six or seven years ago. And uh, it's really interesting because since that conversation, I've done a lot, and like I'm really different creatively. and um, it was interesting, like comparing those things and and he is a big part of the way or the reason I create things the way that I do, like uh all this electronic stuff I have was triggered by like following him. Yeah, I, I originally, he did an album with Richie Sakamoto, whose name I'm always worried I'm mispronouncing. One of my favorite composers. Um, I was trying to get a, uh, <laughs> an interview with uh, Sakamoto, and I couldn't, but they were like, you want to talk to Christopher Willits, who just did the album? And I was like, uh, okay. And it was a perfect, like, universal, uh, Michael Heron, talk to this guy. This is the guy you need to talk to. You know how the universe does that sometimes? And the universe was right, as the universe often is. And uh, so I did the interview, and I started diving into his music, and I started seeing these, uh, uh, what do you call them? What you talking about Willett's tutorials um, with Ableton Live? And um, before that time, I was just a pianist. It, not that that's not a great thing to be, uh, but it sparked this creative You know, I've always been interested in electronic music, but it was the first moment that I was like, oh, I could learn how to do this. So I started to, and now here I am (laughs) making this type of work that I make. Um, Yeah, and talking to Christopher Willits again. So uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I want to give you a little check-in about my week. I sort of alluded to this last week, but now I can say it. I've quit my Saturday job. Uh, I now starting in April, I will be free from teaching on weekends. Um, I have had this dream forever of being mainly, uh, supported by my creative work, even the podcast, things like that. And this was a really cool step toward that. And also a cool step toward self care and creating space for my own creating. And, um, I feel really great about it. Um, it feels like a really great step. It seems maybe like a small thing, but it's, yeah, I, I'm trying to like follow this belief. You know, when, when there's something in your life that you're like, oh, I see, a, I have a vision for a different thing happening in my life than is happening now. And the new thing hasn't started happening yet, but you have to start shedding the old thing anyway. That's what this feels like. And I'm happy to be shedding the old thing and it, it feels pretty good. Uh, that's the quick thing on that. Some of you who are patrons on my Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash Michael Heron, if you'd like more information about that, I'd love to have you uh, subscribing. Those of you that are already subscribing, uh, I put an update in Patreon, and I, but I've mentioned this zine here too. I had the idea to create a zine, uh, there's going to be a story in it, which is complete now, um, and... And I've been sort of stalled out on it. And I realized when I was talking to my friend Luke Curtis that I don't know how to make a zine. And I was feeling intimidated by that. And so anyway, he's designing the zine. So I'm going to take photographs. I'm going to send him the story. Um, So he's going to put the thing together. I'm going to physically assemble it. And there's going to be a piece of music that accompanies the story and the zine. And my patrons who subscribe for $5 or more on Patreon will get a copy of the zine in the mail and all the people on patreon will get a download and i will probably sell the zine on my bandcamp page uh but that remains to be seen i haven't really decided if i want to do that yet it may be like just a patron only thing and these if i want it to be a series and the series may become an album at some point at that time everyone else can have access to it i guess i don't know i'm making this up as i go um yeah and that's what i want to tell you guys about i'm really looking forward to getting into this interview Uh, a couple other things happened this week and i don't even want to talk about it there's a whole weird facebook thing that happened and it's yucky (laughs) so i'm not talking about it um but you know um if you like this Always Free podcast and the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like, subscribe, all of the things. And as I mentioned before, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there. I really i am reading that off of my little blurb I made, but sincerely, it's a wonderful place. I love Patreon and I love exchanging with people there. Um, so I, I would sincerely love to connect with you there, just like I'd love to connect with you anywhere, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Um, I I just love hearing from people who sort of get something out of this. Um, And I love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. Enough about that. Today's guest is Christopher Willets. Here's a little blurb from his website. I can't even begin to tell you like everything that is Christopher Willets. Uh, you'll you'll learn more as we're discussing. But uh, in a nutshell, Christopher Willits is a musician, artist, and teacher based in San Francisco who believes that music and art can catalyze inner change. Willets creates meditative, ambient electronic music created with guitar and voice that is designed to overlap with his own cinematic film and video work. So. In this case, he's created a score for this film called Art of Listening, uh, which is available to watch for free. I think it's the art of li- uh, theartoflisteningfilm.com. It's on YouTube. I just finished watching it myself. It was just released earlier this week. Uh, so Christopher's in it, and he also created the entire score for this thing. Um, yeah. So here's a piece from the soundtrack. It's called Words. And after this, we'll hear from Christopher. that was words from christopher willits and joining me right now is christopher willits welcome to the show christopher
1: hello thanks for having me
0: yeah uh i'm always happy to talk to you so excited um so you've got there's a new film out that you've done a soundtrack to the art of listening and um yeah so you you want to throw a little uh quick blurb about what the film is
1: yeah, so the film is a music documentary that's about the journey sound takes from a creator's imagination and their process of composition all the way to the tools that they're using, whether that's a guitar or a horn or different electronic instrumentation, and then all the way out to the production. So it's really cool. I've never really seen a documentary quite like this that really gives people who are maybe just music lovers or you know, experience music on a day-to-day level, it really shows them kind of a backstage kind of process, you know, kind of the emergent process of how music comes to be. So when you're experiencing this beautiful thing in your car, your living room or your headphones or whatever, you know, you can perhaps get a little bit more understanding of the bigger story that's happening with all those notes that are coming into your consciousness.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched to see the movie. I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's, we're recording this on the day it's released and I haven't had a chance to do it yet.
1: I was connected with Michael and Emmanuel who created the film about a couple years ago. They were interviewing me actually to be in the film. And so there's, there's a few clips in there that are me talking about what I do and whatever. But then as we started talking more their ideas of the film started to shift a little bit and they started to realize that it was less about a conversation about high quality sound versus low quality sound and all these different things that, you know, we've been, you know, kind of more of a industry conversation between, you know, producers and musicians and stuff. They realized that a lot, a lot of the audiences don't really care so much if it's like super high quality or not, just because they don't know what their reference is. You know, it's like comparing one flavor of ice cream to something else that no one's ever even tried. You know, how, how would they, why would they like that flavor they have never tried? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so, um, they decided to kind of shift the conversation a little bit through really a lot of our interactions and then they made it this kind of like more all-inclusive story about the narrative of, of music and, and that process. And then they're like, Hey, do you want to perhaps do the music for it? And it just felt like such a natural fit. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really honored to be a part of the film and then also have my music, you know, be kind of coloring and, and adding some tone to the scenes.
0: Yeah. So, uh, your, uh, your album, opening was um it was a video music album that it was all released together Mm -hmm. did did that project happen before you started working on this film and and how did they sort of inform each other
1: yeah so opening came out in 2014 and then i didn't start working on this film until really last it was about a year ago last spring and so they're very yeah completely different um Process for each one too. The you know, opening was something that came from, you know, the music and the images that were in my imagination, and I wanted to create an experience that really brought those together, where the sounds and the images coincided and worked together in a way that I hadn't ever done before. And the art of listening was really another person, you know, really Michael and Emmanuel's initial vision of the music documentary and then they felt that my music would lock into that in a creative way so it's very different right because opening i'm making it from the ground up and art of listening they're really directing it and then my music is flying into scenes and so with with opening for instance i would make you know different uh different ideas and then i would go out and shoot different videos that i felt connected to you know the sentiment of those ideas and the, the vibration of it. Whereas with Art of Listening, all this stuff was already shot, and in many cases, I really had no say in what the shots were going to be. Like you know, they have an interview with Hans Zimmer or with Steve Vai or something like that. You know, I don't know, you know, where it's at or what the you know what the color of the light is in the scene and all these things. So it was really fun and challenging to see all these scenes that were shot and then after the fact really that's when the music comes in is once a more of a final cut is is created then the composition you know can really align itself to the scenes and so it was really a fun process of just letting go and creating the the music that just naturally kind of soaked into the images that i was seeing
0: did did you learn any anything about your own process in sort of approaching your music in this way
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that this was for me, this whole process was about letting go. And instead of it being something where I'm building from everything from the ground up, I'm just really kind of being in each scene with each musician or producer that's being interviewed in the music documentary. And then I would just improvise the music with it. So it was kind of a process of no thinking, a process of just feeling and letting go and um it really set the stage for helping me finalize my next full length which is going to be out on ghostly um in the middle of may so coming up here pretty quick but this album was kind of just um kind of a validation that that is the process that i love and i'm just kind of naturally i have this natural affinity of just creating without thinking and you know, then after the fact, you know, letting it come to be and mixing it into the final form that really it wants to be without so much control. And that's really, you know, opening was about that as well. I'm Pretty much all my music's been about that. But I feel like as I keep growing and, and creating, it's a lot more, that process is a lot more conscious to me.
0: Mm. There, there's a clip from the film where uh, that that's up on YouTube, there you know a bunch of little clips of different artists who are in the film, and you you make this statement uh, where you say I have my own intent and I create the space. Where you're uh, talking about how your work sort of evolves. That, that's mm-hmm. how I gathered it anyway. So yeah, uh, I've always sort of read or heard you talk about that sort of spirit of your work, and it seems super simple and also super like. Whoa! What the fuck? <laughs> Where you know, like, mm. it, it's it's. I'm curious if there's like any uh, like ritual around your work or like a spiritual practice that's uh, specifically connected to to your work, or if it really is that simple that you just create the intent and you just take off and go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all a spiritual practice when you get down to it. Um, even times when we perhaps think it's not, <laughs> it's part yeah. of it's all part of the journey um yeah for me it's it's really about setting setting the space of what i want to create every time i sit down um that takes the form usually of um it can be as abstract as a color or some type of shape or something or oftentimes it'll be like an image of you know an image that embodies like a word or kind of a, a, kind of a underlying vibration of whatever it is I wish to create. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what I was doing with each of these scenes. Like for instance, there's a interview with Steve Vai and he's, he has this really awesome anecdote where he's talking to Frank Zappa and Frank Zappa basically basically, you know, giving him a critique about his tone, <laughs> and and how he says, you know, the tone is in your head, and that's basically all that Frank told him was just, you know, basically like you, you have to internalize your tone and let your tone come out and and represent you, and not try so hard to make it sound this way or that way or emulate one person or another thing, and. So in that scene, for instance, that it's kind of like this beautiful recursion that was happening because that's what I believe very much is like the tone sets so much. It's like your your colors, you know, it's there's a there's all different types of red. And that tone of your red or that tone of the, the green or whatever color that you might be using is just as important as the color that you're choosing itself, right? Like there's red versus green, or like what type of like tone does that green have? So that scene, for instance, I just set this space as like, okay, this is this is about tone. And that's where the piece tonal came from. And it was just a natural improvisation that happened with Mo Guitar and uh and a synth. And you know it was one of those things where you kind of finish it like all right, that, that could definitely, I could add a lot more, but then you come back, you, you've already set that intention. It's like, okay, this is what I create. And then you have to bolt that I create that. Yeah. It actually, that does exactly what needed to happen in that scene to just kind of, you know, color it a little bit with this, this tonal form. So it's all spiritual to me. You know, it's, you, you set the space and you you create that space to the best of your ability, and then someone else comes in, and you know, you or someone else will listen, and you'll bring your own stories and ideas and perceptions to that to that experience. And um, it's you know, it's completely incredible.
0: A lot of the times when I talk to you or read about your work, I sort of uh, try to envision what that means for my work. So I that I, I have these moments of like, huh. Yeah, like it's it it creates a like a, a bigness and an openness that is also a little bit uh, nameless in a way. So uh, it, it's exciting and also a little like overwhelming. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, mm-hmm.
1: that's, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Because well, there's there is the great unknown, right? It's a this. It's like the thing we know the most. It's what we are, and it's also if you're if you're thinking about it, it becomes so unimaginable and so kind of. Uh, vast and, and like a fathomless kind of vortex in a, in a sense. So it's, I like to stay on the side of, you know, just knowing and just playing and, and, and really just creating what I love. And when I stay in that space, as opposed to overthinking, like, well, go this way or that way. What do I use here? Or whatever. Um, you know, when I just stay in that space of, 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 that creative process, that's when I do, I create what I love, effortlessly. It just comes out.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, but I, I'm, I've been thinking about art and, um, artists responsibility, especially lately with our, uh, sort of intense political world yeah. happening yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you feel the responsibility to like, I, I, I to, help everyone chill out <laughs> or, you know, like help. I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to answer your, the question for you. Do you feel a responsibility in times of like unrest or, you know, whatever you want to call what's happening in, in the yeah. world now?
1: Well, <clears throat> it's hard not to. Right. And cause I think we all feel responsible for what's going on right now. Um, I, you know, it's um, it's been kind of a, a overarching kind of challenge for me to create outside of the the belief that another must be healed. So let me explain that a bit. Okay. You know, we all have we all have issues. We all have things that we're learning from, or often struggling with, or You know, evolving through, and this is happening also on a systemic level as well, and we can definitely see that in what's happening with our government. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. Um, it's very easy to fall into judgment that these things should be this way or should be another way, and oftentimes. When we do that, we're we're falling out of the present time of actually doing something about it. We're thinking, this is how it should be, this is how it should not be, and and all these things. So you know thinking about just, let's say, a person who has uh, some type of anxiety disorder, let's say, okay. and someone who's feeling very anxious about all this stuff that's going on. Well they could perhaps listen to my music or the music of someone else, or they could decide to go meditate or you know, change their diet or whatever. You know, they have they have all these options of what of what they can do. And there's no way that I can control them or nor do I want to control them, to be like, Okay, this is what you have to do, like for instance, listen to my music. And I also I'm not so bold as to say that, you know, if you listen to my music, it's going to help your anxiety disorder or something like that. I know for myself that when I listen to the music I create, it definitely calms me. It makes me be more present. And that's all I know that I can create this space. It's a space out of love. It's a space out of peace. It's a space that's, you know, really for, you know, nurturing and staying present. But, um, I, you know, there's no way that I can kind of push that upon somebody. And so for me, what I, what really comes back to that intention is all I can do really is the best that I can to, to keep honoring and create that space and then give people the permission to enter into it in whatever way that they want. Mm. Right. So, yes. So it's, it kind of relieves this kind of almost like bleeding heart and almost allows you to do the work more clearly because I'm not saying, oh my gosh, the world's going to hell. Please everyone listen to my music. I mean, first of all, that's not the only solution. That's, this is one part of the whole picture. Like you could listen to my music and you could relax, but there's, you're putting a lot of, of judgment and weight on kind of like the the state of others. And a lot of times I feel if you're doing that, and I've definitely felt this in the past as as like a younger artist. And so what I do now is just, you know, set the intention, create the space I want on a day-to-day level, moment-to-moment level, do the best I can to create the world I wish to create. And I also have trust that everyone else has the possibility and the potential to do this. And if we're all doing that, that's, you know, that's when a lot of changes are being made.
0: It's it, it relates a lot back to the letting go you talked about a little earlier. You know.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: I I could imagine, and and just with my own writing, that if I get in my head what I want someone to get out of what I'm doing, it affects my ability to be genuine with what I'm trying to do.
1: Totally, it's very simple. If you're creating a space. Of love or peace, of relaxation, you know, or inspiration, out of judgment that someone needs this. In my opinion, that's not really creating permission for someone to just access it as they need. It's it's kind of forcing it upon somebody.
0: W- would you also say that that um uh, it's not helpful to 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 judge the state of the world as being. A shitty place. <laughs> right now, you know.
1: Abs- I mean, absolutely. I mean I you know, it's it's very easy to be like, this is this is so fucked up, you know, like how do we get into this mess? And it's okay. It's okay for us to actually feel it. Way. It's okay for us to be judgmental too. You know, there's, there's yeah we don't want to judge judgment. Uh, you know, that just gets even <laughs> deeper.
0: Right? Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but things are the way they are. And you know it's um doesn't mean we can't do anything about it but it definitely helps if we can see the bigger picture and for me i trust that this whole thing that's happening in our government is going to help us illuminate massive changes that we need to create and these are things that we've known about for many many years and you know, this is, it's all coming to a head. And so I have hope that these things that are quote unquote bad, right? right could lead yeah. to the things that are quote unquote good. And I, I really think that if we are, we can, if we just stay present, do the best we can, like for me, my role here is to create, inspire, hold that space together. It's also to like, to educate, to teach, to show people how they can do this themselves. I think that if we're finding our gifts and sharing our gifts, I trust that our gifts are all going to come together in miraculous ways to, to aid ourselves. And yeah, there's, sure there's some idealism in there that you could draw out. It's like, okay, what are the actual, the, the specific calls to action? And you know, we could talk for a few more hours about that. I have a, so many beliefs in like the future of of water and farming aquaculture permaculture within cities I, I think that there's we're in the middle of a huge revolution and in the way that we get our energy and the way that we get our food and our water and uh, there's going to be some massive shifts in the way our economy is is working this kind of older, older structure that's been in place and with all these anti-market forces sure it's going to be around for a while still But there are there are cracks in the foundations and and uh you know the truth of the matter and and the truth of people's needs is coming to that forefront i personally i want to push that in whatever way i can and one of the best ways i feel i can do that is through creating my art setting the space of Love, space of peace, um, inspiration, introspection, but then also teaching people as well how they can do that for themselves. That's that's where I'm at in this phase. And then I'm definitely shifting as well. Like, for instance, there's a project I'm working on in Hawaii that um, we're doing some experiments with. Aquaculture here coming up. Um, I'm going to be out there just next month surveying some land that we're going to be working on. Um, so there's some really exciting projects, very very physical, you know, hands in the dirt type projects that are emerging as well that are going to be connecting to, you know, the meditation work I do, the music work I do, um, and also the sound work with the Envelope project and stuff.
0: It's very refreshing because uh, the, the, uh, the story I have in my head it's not it's not quite that hopeful so i'm glad to to uh sort of remember like through talking to you i have this this awareness that i i get to choose what what uh what what i see and what i you know like envision happening so even if i really do on some level think we're on the verge of like nuclear holocaust mm. i can i can choose to be in the moment or be in you know like be in hope that well, that's not what is coming, you know. Like, and, and I feel totally. like that has an effect
1: on the outside absolutely. World too. Yeah, Abs- absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's a we're collectively there's a lot of anxiety. We're kind of hemorrhaging these these worries and these fears, and you know, I mean, I think that we get so in our analytical mind that we tend to judge ourselves for not thinking. For instance, like, OK, so you're feeling a fear of nuclear holocaust. And I mean, yeah, it's it's bizarre what's what's going on. And however, it's like this worrying about that. How is how is worrying about that actually going to solve the problem to, to keep that from not happening? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, that, so that's one thing to check yourself on. But then also, it's interesting to to look at your judgments, because you know, and I've I've fallen into this too. It's like you, we. It's almost like we don't want to be stupid about it. There's like this kind of image that, or belief. It's like we don't want to be caught like flat footed in this whole situation. And we kind of because I think we kind of already have been a little bit. Like yeah, for sure. This this person is president, and we're like, oh my god, we just got totally like swindled, <laughs> you know? And uh, <laughs> and so. You're like, okay, well, what you know? I think our our natural kind of when there's when there's a lack of a call to action, it's very easy to get into a state of worry. It's it always happens, right? So we can remind ourselves, come to the present moment, you know, be as healthy as we can in this moment. Help each other out, spread love, have fun, keep playing, keep celebrating the music that we love, sharing the music that we love. You know, and on a on a larger level, create these conversations that you know you like. If you don't want nuclear holocaust to happen, then what are the calls to action to let to make that stop? You know, like what kind of what kind of protests can we can we assemble? What type of you know um, more kind of focus calls to actions can occur besides just worrying? Which is a, it's like a worrying is just a it's just like spinning your wheels. It's an anxiety of not really knowing what to do.
0: Yeah, that I, that was sort of resonating with me. That piece of it, like the worry, and and the sort of uh, obsession. Like I've been obsessed with the news in a way that I haven't been really ever. And that that is also like an action that's keeping me out of being uh, a part of the solution, you know, or part of like totally. light, light. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. I love. Talking about this stuff and becoming aware of it, and then like, okay, so now what happens now? You know, like figuring out like how to redirect that that momentum.
1: Absolutely, and I mean this really comes down to, I mean, relating back to like some of the projects I'm working on. This is one of the core intentions of the Envelope project. Envelope is a spatial audio platform that we're creating. We're creating software for people to make dimensional audio compositions. That means creating music in the way that we are actually evolved to listen in three dimensions, instead of just a two dimensional stereo field coming at you from one direction, we're creating software that makes it now accessible for people to have a compositional process, create music that is actually three dimensional. And you can experience that on headphones, just normal headphones, which is My next record on Ghostly is going to be in this format. But you can also experience it on a spatial audio system, which is a minimum of four speakers. You can set up yourself in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you want. But you can also come to one of our spaces. We have an enveloped space that is now just emerging in San Francisco. And we also have a mobile space. And although sound and, you know, spatial audio and other terms for that are 3D audio, 360 audio, ambisonics. There's still kind of like, you know, everyone's kind of figuring out the best way to talk about this stuff. We, we tend to like spatial audio. But even though spatial audio is at the forefront of the conversation, really that's just getting things off the ground to get the conversation going. It's really about the connection, the communication of people within these spaces. So even though you can you know compose and design sounds that are made to, you know, go all around you in the way that same way that we hear the natural world. This is also just a meeting place for people to come together, share ideas and reinvigorate a natural, organic democracy.
0: I'm happy to hear you talk about uh, how how simple it is to, you know, because I saw that the the beta version of the envelop software is out and available. And uh, I was like, oh, it's going to be nope, it's going to be too complicated. I'm not even going to look at that. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I'll look, maybe I'll look at it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, please check it out. It's I'd love to get your feedback and see we're we're in the beta process right now. Yeah, and so I think the full release will probably be out maybe in April is what it's looking like. Oh, cool. Yeah, so so please check it out. You know we're making some final adjustments to the user interface and um, a few things are working, but it's really good to get some feedback on the kind of installation process and everything as well. Yeah, so that thing that whole thing is like just a dream come true. And, you know, just kind of coming back to the other part of the conversation though, it's, you know, we can create these spaces to join together and do what is right. It's really not that complicated when you get down to it. Democracy is a natural, it, it feels organic to people to have a say in what's happening. We can reinvigorate this on a smaller local level,
0: I feel like it might sound a little dark. <laughs> I think I tend to be that way anyway. But I, the the thing that is sort of striking me about all of that is that uh we like even if like the the hope is wrong, like the world is ending, wouldn't it be nice if we were being really cool to each other before that happened? <laughs> you know, like there's no there's no uh unhappy ending to being hopeful and trying to bring something positive into the world.
1: Totally. Yeah. Oh, that, that came Absolutely. out a
0: lot, a lot more, uh, hopeful <laughs> than I, than yeah. I thought it
1: would. No, totally. But yeah, man, I think it, it's, it's easy to feel powerless, right? And how can we come together and connect to actually create powerful interactions?
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, I hate to do it, but I think we should wrap up our conversation. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, where is the best place to uh, find you online?
1: Well, you can find me at my website. That's probably the most inclusive spot, just ChristopherWillis.com. Um, also, I have a subscription service, which I love having you in there, man. It's so cool. Oh, and I that's love it. It's through Drip. Drip is... Um, really cool subscription service that Kickstarter recently bought and for 5 bucks a month I'm sharing all different releases and photos and uh, a lot more to come actually I cannot wait to share the new the new evolution that's emerging the um the Kickstarter guys are are really doing some amazing stuff and so it's looking like maybe later this summer they should be finished with some of these upgrades but um, it's going to be more more mobile, more local, more interactive. Um, it's going to be very fun. So those are kind of the two main things. And, of course, social media. You guys can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera.
0: Cool. And uh, for people who are listening, uh, you can also just go to MikeyPod.com, and there will be links on this podcast post to all of the places to find Christopher. Um, yay. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I I always love talking to you. It's really like just great.
1: It's great to talk to you too, man. I kind of forgot that we were recording a podcast for a little bit. Uh
0: I love it. That's exactly what I want to happen on these things. I, <laughs> and I want people to forget they're listening to one too. I think like this type of conversation that is like yeah, it's very casual and just really good. Love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, um you know, we're going to end this section with Ama uh, from from the album Art of Listening, the soundtrack. Uh, thanks again for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Michael.
0: From the album, The Art of Listening, that was Christopher Willits with Ama. That's a soundtrack from the film of the same name, which you can watch online. It just came out, what, last week? And uh, it was released just for free. So check it out. Maybe watched on YouTube because uh, I think it, I don't even know if it's monetized. Uh, but if it is, you'll be throwing a couple cents <laughs> to the filmmakers. Uh, and you can check out Christopher's album too. All of the links for this stuff will be on uh, my website, Mikeypod.com in the show notes for this episode. Uh, before I go, I do want to uh, ask you or tell you that if you are planning to start your own podcast or website or blog or any of those things, I love suggesting and encouraging people to do that. Uh, I'm a big fan of blueberry, which is where uh, who they distribute the podcast simply through my wordpress with their uh, powerpress plugin and um if you go to them using the podcast uh using the um coupon code mikeypod uh you'll get a your first month will be free i have similar uh what's the word that starts with an a i can't think of when you're an affiliate <laughs> with dreamhost uh, with whom i host my two sites michaelharen.com and mikeypod.com they are fantastic as well and there are some deals you can get from my website to them, uh, some, I think it's 25% off and a 50% off for something, I can't remember. Uh, but you can go check it out. If you're gonna start a site, do check those things out. And I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get on making a little script so I can read this and not sound like an idiot. Uh, but short, long story short, start your own web stuff. It's great, it's a great way to um, be sure you're owning your own content and um, do it by clicking on links <laughs> on the show notes for this show. <laughs> I, I hereby declare myself uh, making a script for that so I don't stumble through it like that again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast, for sure. Um, Christopher, thank you for being on the show. Always a pleasure. And um, I'll talk to you all next week.